Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome once again to In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary. And, as per usual, I am still Jerry Brooks, your host and tour guide through the wacky, bizarre world of Joe Biden's alternative reality. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to check us out, you can find us at inblackandright.net, our website. You can send uh, emails, comments, questions to inblackandright at gmail.com. Uh, this is the first WTF Friday in quite a while, except this time it's WTF Friday on a Saturday. Yes, uh, we normally would have been up and running yesterday, but due to some unexpected complications, had to take a delay, but we are now back. We're uh, back in the swing of things, and boy, have we got plenty to report. Right now, it's really just the Great Mandate Rebellion, the Freedom Trucker Movement. It's not just Canada anymore. It is worldwide. And I do mean worldwide. We've got Canada in the middle of theirs. We've got the U.S. ready to start theirs within the next few days. We've had them in Australia in a protest in the Australian capital, Canberra. You've got them all over Europe, uh, Austria, Italy, uh, France. But really, the French right now are really annoying because the socialist pushback is really getting annoying and it's starting to get a little scary case in point let's start in canada the premier of ontario doug ford has declared a state of emergency in the province because of the trucker protests and now as i've been looking at uh, jack posobiec's uh, getter feed and he's definitely one you should follow if you're on Getter. And if you're not on Getter, get on Getter. Uh, this is amazing. We've got now footage on Jack Posobiec's uh, Getter page of cops and SWAT and riot police deploying against the Ambassador Bridge protesters, the, cannon, the, uh, the truckers that are there. And apparently they are not exactly uh, friendly. I mean... List, I mean, just I'm listening to Doug Ford, the uh, premier of the province of Ontario. Uh, he made a, a statement yesterday saying, and I quote, I will convene cabinet to use legal authorities to urgently enact orders that will m make crystal clear it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people, and service along critical infrastructure. Unquote. So, okay, so they're going after the folks on the bridge, the Ambassador Bridge, which is an interesting name for it because uh, there's not a whole lot of diplomacy going on, that's for sure, from Detroit all the way to Windsor, Ontario. So, yeah, it's uh, also uh, Premier Ford, Mr. Tough Guy, is also pledging that legal action against the protesters, including fines and potential jail time for non-compliance with the government's orders. Ooh, that's a scary guy. And yet, and also, uh, the province of Ontario is trying to pull a fast one 
on the truckers. Uh, Doug Ford, the premier, has announced that there will be easing of restrictions, not the elimination of restrictions, as has his counterparts in Alberta and Saskatchewan have done. But nope, 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 nope. Ontario is essentially trying to pull a Jedi mind trick. These aren't the droids you're looking for. We're loosening up the restrictions. What, what, the, what the heck? Dude, it's either you get, you either let the people have their freedoms back, or which is actually not the best way to say it. It's like, give the people back their freedoms, and if you try to get real nasty and try to put the squeeze on them, you've already tried in Ottawa. You've got, well, you can't honk your horns, whatever. You can't bring gas cans, uh, a petrol, a fuel, to the truck drivers to run their trucks, to run their generators. Well, that didn't exactly go over because people, the, not even truck drivers, just average everyday working people risked jail time to get this, to get vitally needed things to them. You've got people from all over, not just Ontario, the entire country, bringing them food. Uh, they're building bouncy houses for kids. Oh, yeah. They're just awful and evil. And, and they're scary and they're violent. Really? Have you ever seen any BLM or Antifa protester build a bouncy house while they're destroying a city? Hmm? These are not violent protesters. The Canadian media, the American media, they are lying sacks of excrement. And false flag operations have been thoroughly busted. I mean, you get one person out of tens of thousands carrying a Confederate flag or a swastika, and they'll say, oh, see, see, like, these are haters. These are white supremacists. Oh, shut up. Shut up. You people are truly pathetic here. Now, you need to talk, these guys in the media need to talk to people on the ground because it is not anywhere close to a white supremacist convention. Not even close. You have people who are vaccinated, unvaccinated. You have people who are Sikhs, uh, a sect of Hinduism, Muslims, Christians, white folks, black folks, Asian folks, immigrants who've come from other countries. Uh, I even saw a video of a really sweet group of ladies who were Immigrants from Poland, they know communism. Oh boy, do they know it. And so they're bringing bread and Polish sausage you now to feed these people. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's really violent. That's really terrible. Yes, they're so violent. They're so terrible. And, they dis and Rebel News, which is probably the only Canadian news source, that is telling the truth, to be perfectly honest. And Trudeau didn't even, apparently he hightailed it out of there. Hightailed it out of Ottawa. Being in hiding for a couple of days while he plot and planned his next step to lie about these people. I think it's just, I think the man is thoroughly disgusting. I mean, he's a junior dictator, pretty boy, soy boy. It's like, looks good for the cameras, but has no, it might have a lot of style, but he has zero substance. Very much like Gruesome Newsome in California. Lot, good looking, lots of style, but he has no substance and no sense of propriety. And, and this is why I am still convinced that Trudeau had an opportunity 
to get ahead of this and be proactive instead of reactive and trying to bring down the bullies and the brown shirts of the Canadian police. And yes, I'm trying to be a guy who's supporting law enforcement, but when I've seen some of the things that these people have done, I say, screw them. Screw them. I don't care if they are cops. I don't care if they have a badge and a gun. Screw them. These are bullies to me. And just because you wear a badge and have a gun, that makes you like somehow above it all, that you can do whatever the heck you want to whomever the heck you want, and and you're not going to be punished for it? No. Sorry. The Australian cops are bad enough with the crap they pulled. Same thing with the Canadians. So, and it's going to be interesting to see now with the supposed protests that, oh, they're all freaking out in L.A. at the Super Bowl and uh, the Homeland Security Secretary, Mayuckas. I know it's Mayorkas, but when I look at this guy and how weak he's been, I just have to go, yuck. <laughs> Mayuckas. I mean, what he's done to the border, what he's done to the border patrol, and I, I mean, I'm at a loss oftentimes to see how much this man has screwed up so much in so little time. But yeah, we've got uh, we've got that in going on in Canada. We've got the uh, upcoming uh, convoy leaving California and of course DHS is going to be we're going to be monitoring them it's like oh joy now if you idiots have been paying attention you now know what's n what you not what you ought not to do here in the US because they tried it in Canada and it backfired and anything you try to do to stop this protest here in the United States, it's going to be even worse. It's going to be even worse because there's a lot of truckers out there that are going to have some real attitude. And they're just, and they're just going to say, no, you're annoying. I mean, you've, you haven't done your job, Mayuckas. You haven't done your job. Now you have states like Texas who are going through Operation Lone Star. They're going through with it. They, they've taken funding from the state, not from the feds. The state of Texas is doing pretty okay. And so now they are building their own border, their own border uh, security perimeter. And they also have the cooperation in a historic move from the Kickapoo Indian Reservation that is allowing the state to put their security border on their lands, on tribal lands. That is amazing. And now you've got also, as far as the southern border goes, you have uh, the Attorney General of Arizona, Brinovich, who has said that what's going on in Arizona does constitute as an invasion under Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution, and they are going to build their own uh, border security since uh, Mayuckas and the Vegetable Biden can't seem to uh, get it together. And on top of that, they're still taking these uh, young men, young men and kids, putting them on buses and planes, dropping them off in the middle of the night, 
essentially all over the country because no state, no state is safe, especially a red state. They don't care. They want these people voting Democrat, just like Lyndon Johnson wanted black folks to be voting Democrat. Except, and I will get into this in uh, my special commentary on Black History Month. Yeah, he was saying, I'm going to have these N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. And he said that. It is not hyperbole. It's not histrionics. It is the actual truth. But since the truth doesn't really mean much to the left, uh, any usually anybody who does that, I just pretty much ignore them because they're either intellectually dishonest or they're intellectually lazy. And those are two things I cannot and will not stand for. So yeah, uh, even, in, even in Europe with the... Uh, with, with their protests, their freedom protests. As a matter of fact, Monday, Valentine's Day, in Brussels, there will be all kinds of truck drivers from all over Europe heading to Brussels for the, to the headquarters of the European Union protesting the lockdowns, the VAX passports, and the mandates. But I, I want to take a little bit of time to play you uh, a gentleman named Ben Harnwell, H-A-R-N-W-E-L-L. -L. He's on Getter at Harnwell, and he does a lot of things with uh, Steve Bannon and the War Room. But I wanted to get him on here to um, get his perspective because he is in Europe, right there on the ground, and it's pretty wild. Uh, but I want to play a little bit of, of his uh, interview with uh, with Steve Bannon to giving uh, giving an update on what's going on. So let's go. Rattled to their phones, and you heard this great uh, the great assembly of all the uh, French truck drivers, etc., with the horn honking and all that. And right now, the authorities in Europe are trying to crack down. Ben Harnwell. Yes, you're absolutely right, Steve. Of course, that um, Klaus. Anal Swab is clearly going to be winning from the mountaintops of Switzerland when the, uh, the angry mob in, uh, in Davos tried to get their hands on him. Well, the lesson from today and what's happening around the world is that there's clearly no force on earth so powerful as angry citizens taking their own freedom back from the illegitimate claws of government. And that's exactly what's happening. We spoke yesterday in, about France, how uh, the, 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 the prefect of, of the city um, had uh, banned the, uh, somehow um, people from entering, um, both trucks and private citizens alike, participating in a in a freedom convoy. And I, you know, I've read a lot about this in the last 24 hours, and it's not clear to me how the police are supposed to differentiate the difference between ordinary you know, ordinary citizens going from A to B and ordinary citizens citizens going from A to B participating in um, in a convoy movement. But that's what they've done. And as we said yesterday, that's exactly like pouring paraffin on fire. But all it's going to do is serve to make people ever more angry. Um, but that manoeuvre, that action has been replicated now um, across the other iterations of this movement. We'll go to Brussels now, on, on the other side of the French-Belgian border. And the mayor of Brussels, Philippe Close, has done exactly the same thing. He's announced uh, yesterday that the convoy would be banned. Um, explaining that um, no authorization had been requested for the for the um, 
for the protests, remembering, of course, that unlike the United States of America, here on the continent, we don't have a right to peaceably assemble. We need a permission from the states before we can do that. Um, and then a, a statement from the federal police so that they were going to they're going to be controlling motorized vehicles on the main roads um, of the vehicles that are coming in to Belgium. And as we said yesterday, the, the, the main highlight of this protest in the, the capital of the European Union is going to be next Monday, say Valentine's Day. That's where there's a huge coalition, they're coalescing from around the, the 27 member states on the capital to protest. Um, and the region and the city of Brussels have issued decrees banning demonstrations um, on, on the territory there. Um, interestingly enough, um, Vienna um, has done the same thing. Um, Vienna has uh, banned, said, said, in Vienna they said that they were acting on tips, saying that participants aimed to completely paralyse inner city traffic and the police have therefore banned um, any public protests. Um, and again, same thing here in Rome, where I'm speaking from right now. The Roman authorities, the local town council, the mayor, have said that um, they denied permission for a gathering at the gates of the capital, um, and their vigilance is going to uh, remain high. Leaving, if I may, continental uh, occupied Europe for one moment, going to um, New Zealand, there was um, shocking displays of police violence there, um, subjected on a one and a half thousand strong pro-freedom demonstration that was rallying outside the New Zealand Parliament. And there are photos circulating on the internet how um, 120 or so people had been arrested. And in particular, one lady who was dragged naked by her hair by the police across the front lawn of the Parliament. Um, and one demonstrator spoke to the New Zealand Herald and saying um, that, uh, that um, as a result of the police action, the protests were about to get a whole lot bigger. And the reason I'm quoting what that demonstrator said is that's exactly what we were saying yesterday. It's what we're going to be saying today. It's that it's the heavy-handed um, deafness on behalf of the authorities. That all that's going to do is serve the ordinary citizens out um, in order to defend their freedoms against vaccine mandates. Our clothes, um, Steve, recalling what Ezra Levant said on this show a couple of days ago, because he said, if you remember, that the Canadian truckers might just end up saving freedom in the United States. Um, and yeah. that was absolutely right. But I think in the, in, the least, in the 40 hours since he said that, it seems that what has been sparked in Canada, um, starting in Ottawa, in fact, is, is igniting something that is, um, that is um, taking flame right across the world. And it is important to remember it is important, if I, I close on this point, Steve, if it, it is extremely important to remember that essential to what is going on right now are free speech platforms like Getter and private messaging apps like Telegram. Because reading yep. the newspapers, everybody is referring to the conversations that are taking place um, on Telegram um, because where those conversations are obviously um, private. And it's absolutely essential to, to, to bear in mind that these modern means of social communication, not only are they going to come under threat in the future, but they have enabled we the people to become key protagonists in defending their own liberty once again. Oh yeah, amen, amen and amen.
Exactly. This is exactly what I've been talking about with people and talking about here behind the in black and white micro microphone. It's the, the heavier the hand, the bigger the protest. What they're doing in Canada has the heavy-handed tactics, just Canada. They've got a whole bunch of folks and they don't give one rat's rear end what Trudeau says, what the Liberal government says, what the Liberal Canadian bought and paid for by the government, mainstream media has to say. It's pretty much it's, it's truck you to heck with this. We're going to protest whether you like it or not, no matter what you do. Because if this gets out of hand, like you heard from Ben Harnwell, and I, I hope the sound was okay enough. Uh, it gets a little tricky sometimes, but yeah, I mean, a, a, a woman, a naked woman being dragged by her hair across the lawn outside of the New Zealand parliament by a cop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Until they start acting like they've got some dang sense, I am not going to trust law enforcement because they seem a little too willing and a little too anxious to go and just do whatever they want to whomever they want and they know that they can get away with it even though, because, well, the government will protect us. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's just, this is why I've got a problem with them. Now, I will, when they do something good, I will give them the proper credit they are deserving. But if they're just going to be jerks, and beat up on people because they can't. I mean, my Lord, this is the same type of behavior that happened in the South during the Civil Rights Movement. It's not much different. Heavy-handed government going out and oppressing people, beating them, killing them, and no, no problem. This happened with George Wallace, former governor of Alabama. Full-blown segregationist, full-blown racist, full-blown Democrat and others in the, uh, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a tie-in to the same type of tactics that were going on in Congress during the 1960s at the height of the Civil Rights Movement. You had people, you had segregationist Southern Democrats, full-on racists, Orville Faubus, Robert Byrd, plenty of others who tried to kill the Civil Rights Act of 64, the Voting Rights Act of 65, and they even and Lyndon Johnson went against his own party. I mean, it was kind of, in retrospect, it was a smart move, but it, it's crazy. It is just nuts. And this is the type of behavior that is very reminiscent of what some of my family went through during those early days of the civil rights movement. I didn't come along until '64, right at the height of it, but. The stories in my family of my late father, who was supportive of the lunch counter protest that took place in Greensboro, North Carolina, where he went to college and eventually met my mother. The Greensboro Four supported these guys. In fact, they still keep the lunch counter and made it sort of a, a national landmark as a reminder of what happens when tyranny tries to squash people. It will come back and it will bite you and it will bite you hard. And if they think that all these heavy-handed tactics are going to scare people, you are sadly, and I do mean sadly, mistaken. There, it's going to get tougher. There's, the protests are going to get bigger. 
and the more these governments, including our own, want to get all tough and heavy-handed, somehow because in the mind of a leftist, they believe in their own perverse sense of, I'm smarter, I'm morally superior, I'm more enlightened, and you are not going to get me to bend. Yeah, okay. Let's see what happens with that mess. So yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean, it's WTF all across the globe. Not just, not just here in North America, the globe. They, people, angry citizens want their freedom. And if that means we have to clog up bridges and do things so that the elitists in power can, well, elitist control freaks can say, I'm in charge, I'm in power, you better obey. If you, it's like the, it's a weird version of the Borg. We are the Borg, you will be assimilated, you must comply. And it's like, yeah, whatever. No, it's going to get, I have a feeling it's going to get crazier before it gets better. But, is it worth it? Yes. The fight for freedom is worth it. And whatever it takes to get the job done, it get it done. Because these people need to be told and taught a very valuable lesson that they are not all that and a bag of chips. Their chips are stale. They are pathetic. They are predictable. I mean, even today in Paris, and let's see, yeah, and it's, this was just a few hours ago because I was getting live feeds from Paris. Yes, the Fre Macron apparently he didn't. He skipped from he skipped A and B and went right to C. C as in heavy-handed tactics, French riot police, riot gear, launching tear gas, which got into restaurants and attacked families along the Champs Elysees, having you know, in restaurants, bistros. Yeah, these people are going to really regret it at some point. And my prayer is that justice would come to them on earth, not just after they, not just after they're gone. I mean, they need to be gone politically, but when they've left this earth and passed away, uh, they will get their justice. I'm just hoping it's before they're dead that they understand that this is not a good idea. So yes, I'm going to be uh, monitoring the situation here in the U.S., see what happens in California. But folks, the mainstream media is not your friend. They will lie and lie and lie. CNN is the most pathetic of the bunch, considering what's been going on at their network. <laughs> I mean, good grief. A CNN poll even said that 56% of Americans responded, 56%. Now that's not just Republicans, that's also independents and some Democrats. They said in this poll that Joe Biden has done absolutely nothing they've approved of. Nothing. And I'm like, 56% people said that? Holy cow, folks. You know it's bad. You know it's bad when you have a majority of the American people thinking that the vegetable in the White House 
has done absolutely nothing for them and they completely disapprove. This is why I think the midterms in November are going to be really interesting to watch. Now, I won't put it past the GOP to do something that stupid, you know, and they'll blow it, but keep an eye on the Ukraine. The Ukraine situation is going to be the wag the dog to distract the American people from all the goof-ups that Biden and his mindless minions have made. And so, well, oh, well, this is because of this. And I mean, the people in the markets, uh, other political analysts, they want this because it's the perfect smokescreen to hide Biden's in incompetence. But I don't think that's really going to happen given inflation, given the increased incompetence of the Biden administration, and many other things. So we can only wait and see uh, what goes on there. But for right now, I'm just going to say so long. Have yourself a great weekend, folks. Again, you can catch up with us on inblackandright.net. You can also find us on our social media platforms, Rumble, CloutHub, uh, Getter, and a few others. So look forward to talking to you and hearing from you. So take care. If you're watching the Super Bowl tomorrow, have yourself a good one. I really would not recommend the halftime show because, well, it sucks. And I'm certainly not going to watch it. So take care, my friends. God bless. And remember, patriots come in all colors.